Edition of the Monty's Men Podcast. I'm Chris Lowe. I've got Eddie and Steve with me as always. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh, relieved that the season is over because it felt really long. I'm looking forward to the summer, honestly. Steve, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing really well. I can sleep easy tonight knowing that we're not going to bottle another game in the next week and a half. So <laughs> we can, uh, we, we can, yeah, just like Eddie said, we can look forward to a whirlwind of summer signings and take, take a couple of days, a couple of weeks to, to take a break and really think about what this, what this season was and, you know, find the, find the positives in the, in, in the rain clouds, the silver lining to these rain clouds that we've been kind of, dealing with over the last couple of months so yeah after, i'm looking forward to refreshing and taking a break after our season ending podcast coming up soon i don't want to think about the season for some time man. It's, no. it's one of those like wow unbelievable i think that's I why really, i'm like i feel a little like down today like i just yeah. feel like okay i need to sleep for like a week and i'm sure the players are feeling the oh, same gosh. i'm sure they're like out tomorrow somewhere mm. fabulous at some beach just to relax yep. and get away from football because they i think they need it i think everybody's just exhausted from the season <laughs> i am really looking forward to spending the next couple of months trash talking like premier league fans that are just like talking down to to sevilla and uh real i i'm going to engage in as much banter as possible about diego carlos <laughs> and kunde and any of these other players that certain teams might have their their sights set on and it's going to be fun i've i've just roll up my sleeves and locked and loaded and you know keyboard warrior here i come yeah let's do that let's make sure we get top dollar for Nezri because you know he's going to have some suitors and he deserves top dollar he's he's <laughs> a great sure. striker great striker amazing, amazing striker I mean, he's got to pull, got to pull at least 30, 30 million before we'll yeah. even think about selling that guy, right? And I mean, Augustinson, what fifty or sixty, right? That's got to be. Right. I, I, that's a steal. That guy is awesome. Just wait until you <laughs> see him at the World Cup this year. I'm not, I'm not ready to see him go. Maybe <laughs> one more season with Augustinson, honestly. Whew. That's serious. You're not joking. <laughs> I need one more season with him. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I, I was done. Like four months ago <laughs> i agree i agree with you but i feel like he was done about four months ago too yeah i think he's that bad i mean remember when we had sergi gomez in our back line right i choose not to yeah and and factually maybe except for one game we never kept a clean sheet with him so i'm at least i mean augustus and he has messed up yes and has led to goals but i don't think he's been that terrible Damn it, Eddie! You're just the voice of reason here, and I don't know if it's reason or shock. I'm not sure. You're the level-headed, the level-headed voice right now, and it just... you're pumping him up, making sure he has a good vacation. You know, because he does speak English, he might listen to us here on the podcast. You're great. Just enjoy your vacation. Come back next year, a stud. It's his first year here, man. You remember Rekic's first season? I know he's got to learn the language. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on the guy. Not knowing if you're going to be a starter, you know, Cunha gets hurt at the drop of a dime. You got to come in and fill in. I mean, I, I get it. It's fine. I completely forgot that this was not Rekic's first season. Oh my god, Rekic almost we, a goal today. Almost a goal now. for that guy, man. Yeah, back of the uh, net and everything. Back of the net and everything. Good you, strike. You could taste it. You could feel it. He celebrated. Everybody celebrated. Everybody was so happy. And then far, <laughs> <laughs> far, yeah. give it and take it. Uh, we got lucky with Var today too. I thought um, 
I, I, yeah, yeah, we thought they took the lead there early, and uh, and Vard, you know, took their goal away. So, um, handball. Rules what is it? What rules are rules? Yeah. Is rules are rules. Yeah, I hit his hand. You can't. You can't use your hand. Your hand can't help you score technically. Um, so. This seemed like harsh, such a, like, yeah, it's so harsh, right? Like, yeah. he didn't mean to do it. He wasn't trying to do it. It just bounced on him and, and went for like, exact yeah, same. <sighs> it's the exact same thing that happened to us with Fernando against, yeah, who was it, Mallorca? Mallorca, yeah. I didn't yeah, like that of, one either. before Christmas. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. that one either. It's just, valid, it, uh, valid. it hit his chest first, right? It hit his chest and yeah. then hit his hand and then went down instead of his hand first. But, yeah, it was... It really the exact same situation and at least at least it's being called consistently, I guess. Yeah, and that's um, true. Yeah. I mean not like before where one one ref would have a different rule. But I, I do miss kind of that, that time when they they let something slide and you know, if it was a bang bang, like there's no way he could have avoided that, then you let it go. But uh, I, I miss some of that. Because I I don't know. I, I, I think it's a... I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's it's one of those things where he, he wasn't really trying to break the rules, I guess is what I'm saying. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And You can say the uh, same thing no about attention. Kunde as well. Like, Kunde on that record goal. Like, but, like, but he was offside, right? Like, I mean, Yeah, but I mean, by a hair, and he wasn't the first one to touch the ball. I mean, it was just like... Yeah. Offside is offside. Offside's offside, yeah. I'm I'm with Eddie on that one. Um, I guess interfering with play, I guess, is where you could question it. Yeah. How much was he involved? True. Um, but he did go up for the header that kind of obstructed the goalkeeper. So at first, I didn't think he was even anywhere close to it, and then I saw the replay. I said, like, "Gosh, yeah, you're gonna take that back." I, uh, yeah, no, I. I guess what I'm trying to say is that both of these goals would probably have stood. They would have stood pre-VAR, but now that we are in the age of VAR, I mean, we're going to be seeing replays of them and still shots of them, and people are going to be upset, and it's going to reflect poorly on the league and on the referees. And I don't know. To the letter of the law, they got it right both times. Sure. Yeah. I don't and, think anybody's complaining. I mean, yeah. Uh, the ref did a good job today. and uh, It kind of took some wind out of the sails and brought everybody back down to earth both times but you know that's that's kind of the case i didn't I understand his the, early yellow, uh, yellow card of jordan i thought that was weird like yeah i thought that was kind of weird too yeah but. um i'm not sure maybe that was an accumulation of fouls but i can't really remember jordan fouling that much it's not like he's raul garcia you know what i mean Oof. so him getting a yellow like that it was like okay this is what we're on today yeah. but other other than that, the referee was fine in his last game. Yeah. Um, good I feel him. like the refereeing has been getting a lot better from the like the first five six weeks as well. Like it's it's become more consistent. De- decent, yeah. I don't know. We've had mm-hmm. had ups or downs, but it's okay. But we've I, spent I, like half hour of a one hour podcast talking about how poor the refereeing was, though. So yeah, we haven't done that recently. Kamavinga deserved to get sent off. That changed the whole game. One hundred percent. Let's just rewind this entire season to that point. <laughs> Do you see his quote like today? I don't know if you die. I hate to talk about another team too much, but like he said, "Oh, it's been a very disappointing season." At Real Madrid, I'm like, dude, you're in the Champions League final. You won, you won the league, and your first Camavinga. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you got playing time over Casemiro, like one of the best players of all time in that position at Real Madrid. Like, dude, shut up and, and wait your turn, man. Like, how can it be a disappointing season? You you played pretty well at times, and and you won stuff. Like, that's a great time for you. So. I couldn't believe his quote, but whatever. Maybe. That just goes to show the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eddie. No, no, no. Continue, continue. I was going to say, that just goes to show the the attitude that the players that they get have. Like, they, they're expecting to win. They're expecting to play well together. They're expecting to get the results. And they're not happy if they don't. And honestly, I, I kind of like that. Like, sure, it might seem like you're 
constantly unsatisfied and wanting more and more and more. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like I kind of liked players that just are expecting to be able to contribute and to, to jump in and, and be successful because they're the ones that are likely going to be working the hardest for it too. And that's why they're in those positions. And that might be what it is. He, he, he's more personally pissed off instead of, mm-hmm. you know, club based. And that's probably true. And and you're right. I mean, you want players with that kind of like, I got to do better attitude. Sure. I want to yeah. win all, all the trophies. All I could think of is I heard a stat earlier that Real Madrid was the only uh, team in the league that didn't have a red card this year. And I'm thinking, how many reds should have Real Madrid had? I know of one. <laughs> At least I one. Know of one. Uh, any of other season? Any other season? I think that would be. I, I guess it still gets talked about in certain in certain circles, but it's been the the race has has been non-existent since what January? Yeah. So don't really care uh, that much as long as it doesn't happen again next season but yeah. it's, it, this is la liga it's not um, football this is this is the same same uh, league that's going to send a nasty letter complaining about the non-signing of Mbappe. Oh. <laughs> like, come on yeah. are they already going to do the same thing when we don't get luis alberto this this summer yeah right it's like damn city uh well we know their history they they might be dodging ffp rules there um, yeah, just cause I can understand it's probably cause they were, you know, um, they probably had a lot of deals lined up this summer because Mbappe was coming or supposedly coming. So they probably had to kiss those goodbye. Same with last season, um, when Messi left. All right. So it's like, damn, that's a lot of revenue lost. It's like, okay, we're going to get Mbappe now some more. We can make some more business deals, but he's staying so it's like damn yeah, so i think not it's get, just they're not getting holland either so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it makes me laugh i love it i love when these big teams just can't get yeah. can't get their way all the time it's i understand uh, not being happy like in a, in a, from a business perspective but like come on man that's really petty it's really petty from the league. at the same time from the yeah league. from the league and at the same time though it's like is it truly without merit though like if you like did you read the statement that they they posted about this and like why they're filing the complaint it's like it sure seems like there could be something fishy going on there i'm sure there's something we all know there's something fishy, but but it just seems like it seems really petty it 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 seems really like really like you're gonna play this card when that's got to come from real madrid though it can't come from the league because coming from the league it just makes it look like you're playing favorites like yeah real madrid can make that argument and and protest and do all that but from the league this seems that he i mean said just petty i don't know man that's weird but hey let's get back to the game today we did win finally we haven't won in forever and here we are talking about freaking real madrid we we just don't know how to handle it we don't know what (laughs) to do when we win it's been so long it's right? Like, what, what do we do with my hands? Like, it has been a while. <laughs> what do we do with my hands? <laughs> I, I don't think we even believe that we won today. That's because one nil again. <laughs> one nil again to Sevilla. It could have been uh, a draw. It could have been a loss, but we managed not to lose again. Thanks Only for the four. post. <laughs> yeah, we got close. We got close on a few occasions. Uh, City had a had a few chances, uh, to say the least. Uh, Lamela hit the post from a nice cross from Acuna. Um, but yeah, it's. I think we improved second half. First half feels like more of the same. The 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 same issues we have. Not circulating the ball quickly enough. It gets too predictable at the end when it times to generate a chance right outside the box. It's. It really just comes down to crosses with only in the city as a target. Um, so I guess in, I, I was kind of disappointed he was taken off because I kind of wanted to like similarly to last week um, <laughs> when they had in the city and Rafa Mir uh, on the field against Atletico. And I think the crosses were more effective then because we had two targets now that were like actual threats in the box. And I guess that made it easier for Nesity to score then. But at the same time, I can't be mad at it because we did come up with the W. And 
kudos to Rafa Mir to get that goal. Tenth of the season, right? Yeah. Numero diez. Double digits. Which is really good for a secondary striker who wasn't favored in the second part of the season once in the city recovered, right? So I guess that that looks good on his part. Uh, For your first season, he had his chances earlier on in the season, but um, understandably it happens with strikers. I mean, we remember Benzema, not to talk about Real Madrid again, but we remember Benzema when Ronaldo left that first season, right? He was missing everything. Yep. And and now he's, what, people calling him Ballon d'Or winner? Uh, preemptively so um, I mean, there's another six months of the year to go because that runs calendar year but exactly definitely at the top of the list right now for early 2022 yeah all that to say that um rafa mir first season i guess we'll look more at it, uh, on it next week but um i'm fairly satisfied and sure. a, a striker that knows how to find the, the back of the net right he gets an opportunity that. and he takes it, right? And that's, yeah. that's what we need. We, uh, yeah, I think there's a big question of of Nezri and is you know is he going to be back with his team? I think it's a big, big question mark, and and mm. one that I don't know that matters. I mean, we've got a, a, a decent enough striker and and Mir that can take over there, and and Monty will find somebody else that can yeah maybe hit one of three at least on target and. I mean, we will talk about this more next week. I don't want to get, or whenever we record next. But Rafa Mir would have had, what, probably 17 or 18 goals this year had he been able to stay on sides. Like, it, <laughs> there were there were many times, especially early in the season, when he was just, like, two inches offside, and it he just mm-hmm. could not time his run right. And that's just going to be something that comes with time as he's working with the the folks on the wing and the midfielders and he just kind of gets into a rhythm with them and they can time, they can just work things out and time things better. And, um, cause I mean, he found the back of the net well more than 10 times, but it just got called back for, mm-hmm. for various reasons. So if he can just kind of work on those parts, um, and just kind of the concentration that goes along with that, like we'll be, I don't know, like in a much better spot. So. Yeah. Lamella, very good today, right? Like, I thought he played really well. And, that he, of course, he had the gorgeous assist to uh, to Mir there on the on the goal, yep. springing him uh, where he did stay on the side and scored. So, uh, really, really well-worked goal. Good strike. Uh, congratulations to, to Mir on his 10th goal of the year. Uh, also, congratulations to our, our keeper, Bono. Uh, First-ever Zamora Trophy for Sevilla. Uh, it's mm. never been done before, which is unbelievable to think about that. Like all these years, and some of the great keepers that we've had over the years, um, you know, unbelievable year. Uh, a lot of people are just—they're still underestimating him and saying he's not the, get, the best keeper in the league. And I'm like, come on, man! Like he—he he won games for us by keeping us in it, and you know, Cortaz getting his nods, and he's had a good season. But um, I mean, Bono's had a. a just a, a a really really good season and uh congratulations on him um didn't start today which kind of sealed it for him which hmm. i thought was did, smart i mean did you catch didn't... that they gave him a standing ovation at 30 minutes yeah well, that was cool yeah because it's like you need to play 60 minutes or more in those matches in order for it to count so the moment <laughs> it got to the third past 30 minutes even if he got subbed on then it still wouldn't count, so they're like, "Oh, he won it at 30 minutes in this game." <laughs> I wonder if they had like video prompt on that, or if the fans just knew. Oh, like, I'm not sure. It could be the, either. The fans I knew wouldn't. that was brilliant. Yeah. Was, what was more brilliant, that or the Mickey Mouse sign that was in the, <laughs> in the stadium today? I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard or not, the, the podcast, you know, listeners out there, but the uh, Frankfurt coach from the Europa League called us a Mickey Mouse stadium president. because yeah the pre, pre, sorry president uh you know said that the Ramon Sessions was a Mickey Mouse club because we couldn't somehow fit 190,000 people in our stadium like <laughs> it was a ridiculous comment and, and uh, uh what was Castro's response it was something about um the Mickey Mouse stadium has Six, six Europa, yeah, six trophies. <laughs> six trophies. It was, it was great. But I'm called um, for. Like, I mean, it's like you come yeah. to someone's house and and call it Mickey Mouse. Like, what, what is that? 
Like, who yeah, does right. that? Right. Oh, I mean, th- thanks for inviting me for dinner, but you didn't put enough salt in your stew. Come on. That's, that's uh, rude. I have no idea what that's about. Maybe they're f- still feeling cocky about how they filled up Camp Nou um, in the semifinal. But, I mean, come on, man. What stadium could hold 190,000? None of them in Spain can. So, um, any in Europe, I don't even think so either. 190, that's that's insane. Um, Barcelona's got the biggest stadium, right? Like, yeah. And it's just over 100. Come on. It's just a dumb statement and didn't look good on him for sure. Congrats. Congrats to those players that won it. (laughs) And not the president, but congrats to those players that won it. Um, at our stadium, I, I did not watch this game just because I'm petty like that. When my my team is knocked out of the competition, <laughs> I, I really don't care about the rest of them. Um, but um, yeah, congrats to Frankfurt. Yeah, I watched it. I, it was a good game. Uh, the city looked gorgeous. Um, the stadium looked gorgeous. I mean, just I think we were a decent host. I don't know if we had enough water in the stadium for all the. <laughs> All these guys not used to 33 degrees Celsius heat, but uh, mm. that that I don't know whose fault that was, but it sounds like it was a, a kind of a catastrophe there a little bit. But um, and I thought that that was what the, their president was talking about the most. Like it was, it's a small stadium, and there are some parts of the stadium that are in pretty poor condition right now, um, which is why we have talked in the past about about like what would it take to to renovate, what would it take to build something new like it's it's an older stadium and then there was kind of a fiasco with with water and facilities and things like that 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 came out as well and whether the blame is is on the club for that or whether the blame is on wafa for because they were the ones that were actually managing the event um so i think it was it's not so much just how how large the stadium was but the whole experience for the fans and and everything else was was a little not what they expected, and it was a lot hotter than they expected to probably, which kind of factored into all that as well. Yeah, it was a little weird seeing all the shirtless Scottish guys around, like getting you know they're getting baked in that oh. sun. Just, uh, <laughs> yep. Oh man, but good on them! Like, yeah, you know, everybody was worried about you know a ton of violence, a ton of everything. It didn't happen very much, uh, so you know, I, I'm just happy that it was a successful event. Um, I didn't really care who won, but uh, yeah, it was good to the city. And then that pitch, man, the pitch was just gorgeous. I shared a photo of it. It was just really pretty. They did a great job. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so pretty much nothing changed today for Sevilla. You know, we won the game, uh, still in fourth place. Uh, I think we all feel it's a disappointment, but it, just from where we were earlier in the season and kind of how the season ended, but um mm-hmm. You know, we finished fourth again. Um, Seventy, what one points is what we finished on? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 70, 71. Which is only six points less than our best ever, which was last year. Which seventy points? Yeah, seventy points. Okay, seven points less than last year. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I saw something that showed like Lopetegui averaging seventy-one over the course of the three years, and. Uh, by far the best mark that we've ever had. And, and like, I think that was 10 points um, more average or something from when Emery was here. So you think about Emery's glory years, and, and yeah, the the Europa League championships came with that as well, But uh, and some fun football at times. Uh, but, I mean, Lopetegui's done a good job, and uh, maybe not the gorgeous football that we want to see all the time, and, and I think that's going to have to be dealt with in the in the off season and I'm sure that's gonna happen soon and we'll get to talk about it in future podcasts and all of our changes and I think that'll be coming up soon. Uh probably next week we'll do a season recap uh kind of episode and just talk about the season stats, um players that we think might be leaving, going, coming, all that good stuff. And um over the course of the next two months we'll definitely keep everybody informed on the Transfer rumors. It's the Sevilla. It's our time, right? Like this is what we yeah. love as Sevilla fans. It's that that Monty. It's Monty's time to shine, and that's what we love about this team. So, um, anyway, anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, just kind of uh, 
kind of put you guys in a hot seat in terms of a player you want to see on this team next season? Um, new signing or what have you? Like a player that's on your wish list, okay? If just a, just one player. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I mine and yours might be the same, but I don't think it's going to happen just because of what happened this prior off season. But Pablo Sarabi, I would love. <laughs> uh, uh, I yeah. love that. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen since he just transferred last year to Sporting. Yeah. But um, more realistic. Um, I'm a I'm a, a Campana fan. Uh, yes, I think that could happen. I don't know if it would be a great signing, but I think he could be some depth in the in the midfield that we could use. But it also could be a stellar signing. I don't know that he's fast and, and is going to speed up that midfield, but his decision making would definitely improve some of our midfield play. So. That to me, I think it's a. Uh, it would probably be a fairly cheap signing because he's on his. He's well. He's free. He'll be free because uh, his contract clause um, allows him to go basically on a lawn. I think deal um, for free, and then he could resign. So just because Levante, you know, dropped down. So um, whatever that is, uh, that's my personal. I, I think he would. I think he would fit in well. Uh, former. Um, former player coming back. We seem to be doing that well lately. How about you guys? Steve? I don't know. I've been so focused on the what, the 20 players that we have that feature for us regularly. I haven't really looked, like, thought about this. Like, sure, there are players that I'd like to have that are, you know, probably 50 or 60 million euro outside of our budget. Um, so realistically, I don't, I don't know who that would be. Um, selfishly, I would like to see um, any one of the uh, the Americans on the American national team um, come in and play for us. And I think that with the financials, it would fit in really well. And I think that those players probably fit in really well. But um, it doesn't seem to be a market that Munchie has been all that interested in in the past. So I don't think it's going to happen. But I think it would do a lot to help boost our brand here in the States. Um, the, the podcasts that I've listened to and the radio stations that I, that I um, listen to on a regular basis that talk about um, this sport, they've covered, they've covered Mallorca this year because of the Matthew Hoppy connection. Um, they cover uh, Barcelona a lot more than they have in the past, which is strange because like, uh, Oh God, uh, Dest. Dest. Yeah, Serginio Dest. I couldn't think of his first name. I'm like, God, what is his first name? Um, Serginio Dest is there, and like they talk about it more so than when they did when when Messi was still there. Wow. Just because there's an American name they, there, and it, they've it's always American done really media. well. Yeah, yeah, they, and it's an American done, uh, media. Way and, back when uh, what's his name was goalkeeper at like Viacano or wherever he was. Yeah, uh, you know they always handed the dad in, in in the paper. So, and I think um, I think with the larger english language following online like through us yes not to toot our own horn but through like um like the club itself their their english language socials are are gaining a lot of traction and i think that that having an american would really help boost that and just kind of make this team more accessible here in the states because you know in a nation that is so focused on the premier league and right now the premier league is still the most popular well, it's actually the second most popular um, league in in the United States. Um, it is the first. It is the most popular English speaking league in the United States. Um, I feel like I feel like having that little boost could go a long way, um, and have it be one of the not uh, English teams. Um, and then, I mean, selfishly, yeah, I don't even know. Like what it would be selfishly like, yeah, Chris mentioned Pablo Sarabia. That would be really cool to get him back. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like it would be a nice homecoming, but it wouldn't really be as exciting as like new players that we don't necessarily know. We haven't really seen because um, we, we know what Pablo Sarabia could bring to us. We know what these other players that, that could come back could bring to us 
I'm, I really want to spend most, like, and if we get him great, like, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be upset if we land somebody <laughs> like that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I really am in, looking forward to spending this summer just like watching the rumors and then seeing who it is that Monchi has his eyes on and be like, oh, like, this, that's a name I haven't heard in like two or three years, or oh, that's a name I've never heard ever. Mm-hmm. And then going in and diving in and just like falling in love with these players, only to get my heart broken when it's just a rumor and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to it. But um, just kind of just seeing that because they, they, he, he did that with with Kunde. Like I had no idea who Jules Kunde was before mm-hmm. he was rumored to come to us. And then I went and like I watched some of it and I read up on it and like some of the hype around him. Like oh. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I'm after the last couple of years where we were just kind of building older talent and kind of trying to maintain where we were and move forward and, and progress in the league and in Europe and stuff. And that hasn't worked. That hasn't happened. I'm kind of just looking forward to starting fresh and really diving into the off season and learning about players that, that aren't on my radar right now. And mm. it's kind of, enjoying that aspect of it and not getting too worked up about the big names that are, you know, $40 million in transfer or 40 million euro in transfer that we're not going to get for whatever reason and, and try and find those gems and really enjoy that part. Yeah. We probably still have to deal in that market anyway. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. will, but I'm, I'm like, and, and that will be exciting, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, like the, the unknown aspect of it is, is mm. going to be kind of like, you know, opening Christmas gifts. Like you don't know what you're going to get, but it's going to be something yeah. that somebody has thought out well for you. So, you know, it's going to be something that, that you enjoy once you, once you get to know it or whatnot. That's a really, really, really loose metaphor. And like, it is late and I'm tired, but it's, I don't know. I'm looking forward to just like the, the promise of the unknown with the off season in that yeah. aspect. Especially with how this club stays tight lipped on, on transfers yeah that's amazing so you would like so let's say you you would like a kunde pulisic swap then so like a pulisic i wouldn't go that far no um (laughs) uh pulisic plus cash depending on how much cash that was i don't necessarily want pulisic though um Mm. pulisic he is Mm. he's good he is not healthy uh, he he has not been able to stay healthy. He he missed, he, he missed a third. He missed a third of our qualifying matches in this last qualifying cycle, um, mm. because of injury and it's it's soft muscle injuries. And after everything that we went through this year, I don't want another oh, yes. player that's injury prone. Um, <laughs> we don't need that. And and yeah, he's yeah. also. Yeah, he has the name recognition, he, but I think he has that name recognition simply because he's a year or two older than most of the other players on on the team right now for the men's national team, and he was just in that in that like that realm of of like top ish tier players and top tier here in the states, well before like the the Weston McKinney's and and players like that 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 are probably more exciting to watch and more reliable on a week to week basis just because they can stay healthy, but they're not mm-hmm. really known as well. But yeah, that being said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to signing him. And th- there was, I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was just like some kind of like hypothetical situation that popped out there. Like, Oh, like what would it be like to, to swap Pulisic for, for Kunde, like Pulisic in cash for Kunde. If it was the right amount of cash, sure, like, like that'd be fine. But, but I would like I would not want to do a straight up swap. And and I feel like Pulisic plus cash, the the cash ass part of that would not be high enough. Just because Pulisic's market value is still pretty high, <laughs> so yeah. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I would love you, to get. I would love to get like a Weston McKinney though. I think he'd be. Great yeah. on our on our squad. Yeah, he'd be uh, most he'd be very expensive though. Um and he has <laughs> it'd be tough to get him to agree to leave where he's currently playing um to come to a, a team like us, but yeah. Salaries and all that. Yeah, salaries and just like the you know, what can we offer him that, that he doesn't have in Italy right now? Like they're playing in the same same competitions as us, and they also have 
you know, like a 80% chance to win the league any given year. So it's like, like he doesn't have that. He wouldn't have that in Spain. So hey, who do you want? Mbappe. Who do you want? Eddie? Uh, Mbappe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, write, a, maybe... write an angry letter a La Liga. We want Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe complete the, uh, the Mexican connection and bring in Lozano. I don't know how he's been lately. Um, but like he's really quick. He's really fast. Like I think that's the kind of player that could. It would depend on who's coaching, honestly, because yeah. I could name any number of wingers. I mean, I'm pretty sure at some point everybody has wanted Darwin Machis on his team. <laughs> but um, it depends on who's managing this club. So, yeah, maybe a Lozano, something like that. Um, and we, we didn't mention him because uh, he didn't feature today, uh, but Anthony Martial, um, most likely he'll return to, to Man United. I know there wasn't an option in the the loan deal, but apparently they could still have a conversation, right? Whether he wants to stay. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's on Munchie on what he sees, because we know the talent is there, but it's like with the time that he had to display that talent, we haven't seen much. He was hurt just as much. I mean, that's like yeah. talking about Pulisic there. Like it's like <clears throat> that's the unfortunate part. He was hurt. Yeah. He had some flashes of brilliance, like where dude's like, okay, he just got fed up with trying to cross it into the box <laughs> to players that you know whiff things all the time, and he just took it on himself and he took it in from from midfield, really. But um, but yeah, and then he's he's hurt. Um, I there was rumors that Manchester United would let him go for very cheap or even on a free if if he wanted to, <laughs> um, but with like with the salary that he's got on him, like even even a cheap deal to to purchase, like his salary is hmm. is through the roof right now. And that w- I think, in order for me personally to be satisfied with keeping him around, we would have to we would have to rework his salary very significantly. And I don't like why would he do that? Like there's no reason. There's no reason for him to. Why? He's not coming. Like, why are we even talking about this guy? Let's not give him the time. We've already we've already wasted enough on this guy. Like six million for what he mm. brought. And come on, he's it's not six, coming. It's back. six million plus his salary, right? Well, no, is Manchester United still paying his salary? Is that was part of the deal? We paid part so. of we part okay. we paid part of the salary. The six million went to Man Menu. So whatever we paid yeah. him, it wasn't his full salary, but okay. we paid him something and. Come on, I don't want to waste my time thinking about that guy ever again because it was pointless. Like, it really was pointless. I think it it was more of a distraction to this team than anything else. And I hate to be that critical of a player, but I think that happened. I think it was a distraction, and I think it actually hurt us more than it helped us in the long run. So me personally, I want to just never speak of that. In relation to Sevilla again, good luck in whatever you do in the future. I hope you succeed and do well. But come on, man. I, Sorry. Honestly, I applaud the team for making the move for him. Yeah. At, at the time, we needed somebody in his position badly. We were hurting for injuries. We were hurting for creativity, um, and it just didn't work out. I'm happy it's only a six month deal. I'm happy that he's gone. We don't have any kind of. We're not locked into him at all. Um, I would have liked maybe to have had the option to purchase or anything like that, like going into the deal back in back in January, um, because had he played really well, we would be in having a completely different conversation right now. But but no, it, I applaud the team. They took a, a shot at it in a way that was more aggressive than most other January signings that they've made in the last however many. Like it was. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. They. They dropped a significant amount of money this off the, this this January window uh, between him and Tecatito and and whatnot and Tecatito worked out uh, but Martial didn't so unfortunately they don't all work out we can dust that one off and and move on send him back to England and move on <laughs> yeah I think yeah the best part of that was the attempt to get yeah. a, a name like that. And because we were going for the titles, so it's like, okay, we need we need something 
Been we were two points or two, no, four points out. We were four points out of first place or something when he joined. It, it was, was yeah, we were, yeah. it was neck and, and like 12 points ahead of third place. Like it was, yeah. it was very much so a, a two horse race at that point. Yeah. But it was, we all knew it was a gamble bringing him in. And it was a gamble that the team thought that could maybe take us to a, you know, a championship for the first time yeah. in forever. So you, you can't fault that. I, you, you have to applaud that effort. And I think most people did. It just, it didn't work out, and mm-hmm. you know I don't think he Ooh. came here not wanting it to work out. I think Martial did did the work. I think he wanted to perform well. It just didn't didn't work out, and it's tough to come in as a January signing in any scenario mm-hmm. and make an impact, especially when you. I, I doubt he speaks Spanish. Uh, he might. I don't know. I mean, a lot of Europeans do speak multiple languages, so he maybe he does speak the language or or can communicate well enough. But I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a guy that. It's not his culture. Let's let's put it that way. Spanish culture isn't his culture. He's never played in that league before, so I mean, it's a, it's tough. It's it's tough to do that. We saw Enesri. Well, it's hard to use that as an example, but a January signing come in and, and not play extremely well his first six months here. So I, I don't know. Um, Martial didn't even have the benefit of knowing that he was like okay. The first six months are going to be tough. Next season, I'll be able to like have a full off season with the team and and train and get to know the system. And like he was here for six months. Like if he didn't get get off the ground quickly, he was like he wasn't going anywhere. And I I would imagine that that pressure is immense, especially at that at that stage when you're making that kind of money. Yeah. That's tough. And you're you're employed by Manchester United, which is historically one of the best teams in England, and the fans still think that they're one of the best teams in England, and they still have the media following of one of the best teams in England. Like it's it's tough to have that expectation and stuff, and then not see it work out. So it's unfortunate, but we're getting into the realm of next week's podcast. So yeah, we can talk more about that. Speaking of players that we were like linked to at a prior time, um, you know, silly rumors, maybe not real, but uh, Mario uh, Balotelli, uh, you guys heard that name. We were linked at one point with them. Yeah. A few years back. Not now. I'm saying a few years back. Anyway, he scored an unbelievable goal today. You've got to go check it out. Google that thing if you haven't seen it. Unbelievable. Um, Maybe the goal of the year. Like, it it was that gorgeous. So good. And that was Uh, was his fifth goal in that match. Oh, really? I didn't didn't know that. Wow. I just saw the the Reddit uh, post on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fantastic. Jeez. Five goals in a match. Damn. I don't think we've even had a a game in the last six months where we've had five shots on goal. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Ouch! You might be right on that. That's why. It hurts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it's yeah. Uh, speaking of a player that just was at the top and just slowly came down, it was. Oh, what a player that guy was early, early on in his career. Oh, man. Anything else? No, you, I mean, you said uh, Luis Alberto. Like, I would like to see that, too. Like, I think he's going to be too expensive for us. But Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's a hard team to negotiate with, man. Yeah. Just a uh, really good player. I would love to see him back in, in the red and white. But, one yeah. of our players, too, right? Like you yeah. mentioned, like Campania. Like, that's one of our players. And he wouldn't want to do well with this team. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think he would improve the midfield anyway. Oh, without a doubt, definitely. He, um, my my first ever Sevilla match. You know, like I pulled up some of those old photos the other day, and he was actually in the starting lineup of that, mm. uh, like that match, racing Centen there. I think 2012, 2013. I can't remember what year it was, but um, yeah, I, he was. He was there in one of the photos. I was like, "Oh man, we actually had him in our in our midst one time." Ugh. Life of a Sevilla fan. Yeah, we weren't qualifying for Champions League back then, though. So no, yeah, some decisions had to be made. Or Europa um, League at that time. That was yeah, that was before the Europa League, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not, not playing well. Oh, anyway, were you gonna say anything? Get some else. No, nothing else. We qualified for Champions League. Um, I guess that's 
at least we got that done um, with everything that could have been and has not happened. We at least got that anchor rest easy finally. Yeah. I think we're all ready for the season to just be put to rest, move on, see what happens, whether it's a new manager, new coach, same coach, whatever. Uh, I, There'll there'll definitely be changes this this season. Um, mm. How extensive is is the question? I think. Hmm. And who's was it? The last game. It was the last game for who? Right. Yeah. Um, There's probably a lot of them out there. Yeah, I was thinking about doing. But some the thing is, they could on. be anybody. It's 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 not really. Yeah. Yeah, it could, could be anybody. Be. That's what it, not, I um, was thinking today, like during the game, I was like, man, here probably Munir's last match and maybe, and you know, still haven't seen any, like I would like to see him come off the bench just to get some, get a run out. if that was his last, yeah. last match, but maybe it's not. <laughs> He's still under contract. Uh, I think the only guy that's not under contract that saw any first team minutes this year is Javi Diaz, <laughs> the third oh. string keepers. Yeah. So he's the only guy on the first team roster that, that doesn't have a contract with Sevilla next year. Yeah, and I mean uh, minus con- Anthony Martial, but we know this. Contrast that with last year when we like we knew going into the last month of the season that it would be what, three or four players last last hurrah. Um and that was and so we like we really spent the summer trying to replace those players instead of like ship out players that are under contract and to kind of restart and rebuild. So I'm kind of excited to see what, what route we take with players that are, that are under contract that we can get some, some compensation for that might be, might be going. I don't know. I hate to see some of those players that are loaned out that are still on contract that we can't seem to ever get rid of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have a look at that. that Long extensive list of loanies. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's right. But it's a good place to be, though, to have have those options. Um, I'd rather be in this scenario than try to find a way. How do we break into the top four consistently? Yeah. And this is our third year in a row. The first time that's ever happened for this club that we're mm-hmm. that we're in Champions League qualified for three years in a row. So yeah, that's, that's no uh, small feat. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, especially right. in a league that has. A pretty high amount of parity for the like outside of the top two, <laughs> um, like those the three, four, five, six could probably mm-hmm. like rotate out every like there's at any any given time um, it can be anybody really. So, and you could yeah. kind of say this is the last spot because Atletico kind of have like. The big three thing under wraps. Yeah, but I Even mean, they didn't do that well. But not really historically, know. though. Like it, it, that doesn't go back too far. That they've, sure, not that they've had that. Yeah, because like right the real now, big three is Athletic Club, right? And that's yeah. the real big. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of right now, like just we got we have that last spot, so yep. it's we rebuilt and got established right on time. Before any one of these other teams, like a Villarreal or a Betis or Real Sociedad, got more consistent. I think if I'm correct in saying this, that this is the third year that the top four are the same, like different order, but Mm. it's it's the same three teams, uh, four teams in the top four for the last three years, Mm. which is probably pretty uncommon across Europe. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So I would think so. Yeah. The big four. It's, it's a big four now, right? <laughs> are we are we officially members of that? I think we have to be at this point. I won't maybe, say that, but maybe, maybe that's a conversation for for the forums. Maybe I don't know. Like <laughs> like there's there's definitely an argument to be made for for some other teams that are there. I mean, sure, we over the last three years, yeah, we are are in the top four, but we seem to be trending downward, and there mm-hmm. are other teams that are trending upwards at a faster pace than we are trending downwards. So if we don't write the ship and, and get things turned around here pretty soon, like we could be, we could be looking up at, at number four from the fifth or sixth or seventh position pretty easily. 
Definitely. I know you're talking about Betis. Well, let's see if they can hang next season. All right. They, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Betis. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about a Villarreal. If they conference league Villarreal. I mean, <laughs> Com- well, I mean, yeah. No but if you look at if you look at the games that they play, though, like Emery, non Paul Torres, Villarreal. Emery doesn't do well in domestic league, and that's like that is because he is playing in Champions League. He's playing in Europa League. He's playing in a lot of these other competitions, and he focuses on those. Um, it might do them some good to be in Conference League, um, next year. It, at least do some good for the. The, the domestic competition because the competition isn't going to be as stiff as they faced in Europe this year, making that insane run that they made this year. Um, and they might be able to rest some more players, but still get the little bit of financial help that, that comes along with European competition in a different, a different competition too. So I don't know. Like I, I feel like they could, they're on the cusp of, of being right there as well. But I still think that's going to do us some good that they're in conference league. Oh yeah. Um, we'll see. Cause yeah, these La Liga teams struggle with balancing Europe and the league. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not ready for this team to, you know, make an impact in the champions league. We're, we're not at that stage yet. We probably can. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's really thin margins, and we have a lot more to prove in this league first um, before it gets called a big four for me. Um, yeah, just try to challenge at the top more. Then we were closer last season, I guess. But um, yeah, we're in a good spot. Honestly, it's for what could have been all the, all that stuff. We're in a good spot right now. So it's it's been a great. I want to say a great season, but. In terms of what we wanted to accomplish, yeah, it's a great season. Yeah, we have set ourselves up for success going forward in the future. Yeah. No matter who we have at the helm of our of our team or who some of the, the key players are that might might change this offseason or might not. Um, we've set ourselves up well. We've positioned ourselves in a place where we will be in Champions League group stages. I think we'll still be in pot two, right? Based on our yeah. our uh, coefficient. Like, we'll, we'll be in pot two of the Champions League. Um and yeah, we like everything else is within our grasp. Like we've got, we can make progress in the league. We can make progress in the cup. We've got Champions League. Like it's, what more can you ask for? Uh, just qualify for the the knockout round next next year, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> get out of group stage, <laughs> please. Let's uh, get another similar group like that. Please just qualify, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a similar group like that. I think we're going to have a much harder group because those gr- groups that are that poor come along very frequently, uh, infrequently rather. Mm. And we laid an egg. And maybe that's what we need. We need those big teams to push us. We always play well yeah. against better competition. So maybe mm. that's what we need normally. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to uh, Cadiz and Mallorca for staying up. Uh, those guys. Uh, Hats uh, off or sad towels, whatever you want to call it, to Granada, who is unfortunately uh, going down. Um, mm-hmm. our shout out to our, our friend Heath out there, Granada fan. He's, uh, I'm sure he's sad tonight. Um, anyway, back. they back. will. They will. I hope so. Uh, it's just <laughs> amazing. Like you know, 13 months. I think it was from qualifying from uh, Europa. Something like that, like wow. less than a season, like pretty no, much a season. It was, it was 13 months from the quarterfinals of the Europa League to okay, relegation. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. yeah, yeah, there you go. Wow. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. Right? That's that's amazing. Um, yeah, so good on them. Um, Do you watch any of the other football today? Like the, the Premier League? Uh, a, little, yeah, a, little of, a little bit of Prem. Um, congrats to, uh, to Juan Malio, our ex-assistant uh, coach. During the San Paulo year, um, assistant coach to to Pep Guardiola at City. Now, congrats on them uh, coming out with the title, um, which is something they they kind of know how to do now. <laughs> coming back from two 0 down and yeah, winning three two, um, crazy I was, much. I was nervous watching that game, and I was like, I had no affiliation. Yep. Like, I was both streaming both that there. game and the Liverpool game at the same time, and yeah. 
know, I'm doesn't matter what the what the league is, but whenever we can have like a title race come down to the final game and they're on at the same time, like that yeah. that is that's something special. And yeah, that, that's mm. cool. I saw something they showed like uh after Salah scored there was a photo of him like celebrating with the fans and then a fan like showing the score of the man you game just holding up his like like hands like this, you know, saying saying what the score and then like oh, the celebration like ended like immediately. Like it was so like just the frames of that photos were just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh geez. Yeah, and then Milan, uh, AC Milan mm. yeah, winning they're Serie back. A. They're man. back in the title there. Unbelievable. The former powerhouse there as well that we're talking about. So, yeah, shout out Simon Kiar. Um, I guess we could comfortably say Milan won the the Suso deal. <laughs> if we won the yeah. Lamella Brian Hill deal, they definitely won the Kiar Suso deal. That wasn't mm-hmm. a straight up swap. I mean, I guess I guess Lamella wasn't really a straight up swap with Brian Hill, was it? Or was were the, that was two separate transactions? Was that what that was? Or was that the same transaction? I guess it's always considered separate, but I mean, it's a, it had to happen in order to, to get that deal done. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. But yeah, the, uh, Simon care was, that was its own, like, um, cause we loaned him at first and then purchased, yeah. purchased, uh, yeah, we loaned him at the beginning of the year and then loaned Suso yeah. in January, right? He came in in the same January window as in the Siri. And then because we qualified for, for Champions League, we were obligated to buy him. Yeah. Simon here tried to ask me where to get a steak in Dallas at like lunchtime. He wanted to go like to a traditional like steakhouse. It only opens at like five o'clock. He was trying to find one for like lunch. <laughs> when we were in Dallas, we were trying to explain to him, man, nothing's open like right now. Nothing's for open, the, man. Not like that kind of place. Like no. you probably could get a steak at like Go to Outback, yeah, I don't know, like a barbecue joint somewhere. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, good luck, man. But anyway, he's um, awakening. What, what do you want him to do? <laughs> yeah, they had like, yeah, their their time was like schedule, 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 and they had like a two hour window that they could do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted. Um, this is go load up on steak before that afternoon training session in the summer <laughs> Texas heat, right? Oh, uh, so uh, that's all. <laughs> We kept asking people, "What are you doing in Texas?" Oh, eat, eat, eat. It's like a hundred degrees, and nobody no, wants to eat. Like, and no, no. Where can I get a cold beer? Yeah, a cold beer, <laughs> uh, like a sweet tea, right? Jeez. Anyway, fellas, it's been fun this year. I can't wait to do the season wrap wrap up show uh, mm. with you guys here. Hopefully next weekend, if we can schedule that. Around yeah, next weekend or the weekend after Champions yeah, League. Like, yeah. My wife is going to be in Spain, so I've got really everything open for the next three weeks so nice uh congratulations to eddie on uh actually sneaking out a draw against my dc united their toronto um fc kind of got a draw there against against my united we should have yeah. won that game but oh. where are we on the table have you seen that i have no idea i haven't yeah. really followed too much At yeah. the bottom. Well, it's like are. dead last isn't it yeah well that's yeah. so sad yeah we should have won that game and we're not that great either, so whatever. Um, we do have a really nice guy that started for us. Uh, I guess we brought him in like a few weeks ago. Ta- his name's Taxi, which is awesome. <laughs> Taxi Fontas. He's Greek. Uh, and he's, he's unbelievable. He's so much fun to watch. But anyway. We've just got a, up in Minnesota. We've got a team of Argentinians. It's like watching Sevilla play again when they, oh, yeah, like these five Argentinians, like. When Sevilla plays, it's the Argentinians that are like challenging for national team spots, and when Minnesota mm-hmm. plays, it's you know these players that nobody's heard of. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's always been fun. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for all the forum participants out there jamming at the keyboards, keeping up uh, with all the action on on Sevilla. If you guys want to join us, honest. yeah, uh, come over to you know Montesman uh, join the forums. Talk about our our team. Uh, be a lot of a lot of conversation in the summer. Always that transfer thread is just on fire in the summers. Always a, a hot topic. So anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we won today. Oh my God, we won today. Uh, vamos mi Sevilla. 
Vamos campeón. Nunca te rindas.